You are listening to EE Times On Air, and this is EE Times Current. I'm Eric Singer. Today's episode highlights a special report from eetimes.com, but first, today's EE Times Current highlight. Today's EE Times Current highlight goes to electronicsknowhow.com. Electronicsknowhow.com provides reliable electronics news, technical papers, and webinars from award-winning journalists. This month's webinar features the evolution of the additive manufacturing industry and associated technologies presented by Analog Devices. Head over to the episode page now and sign up to attend. And now, on to our special report. Hello, I am Brett Broom, Editor-in-Chief of eetimes.com. Joining me today is Gina Roos, Editor-in-Chief of electronicproducts.com. Welcome to the show, Gina. Very glad to be here, Brian. EE Times is publishing a special report called A Turning Point for AVs. It begins on April 3rd and runs through the month of May. Gina is one of the Aspen Corp Group editors who is making this report a must-read. The report focuses on three main design themes, AI and ML, perception sensors, and V2X, or Vehicle to Everything. Gina, would you mind please first explaining why we are finding it necessary to, at this point in time, prepare this special report? The automotive industry still has a long way to go uh, before we see self-driving cars, but it is no longer a question of if it will happen, but when it will happen. Although there have been a lot of successes in the U.S. with level two automated driving systems and in Europe with level three, there were still a lot of questions that need to be answered and challenges to be solved to ensure safety on the road for everyone. The number of advances continues to grow significantly. ADAS with collision avoidance, adaptive cruise control, parking assist, and driver fatigue detection, as well as in-cabin monitoring, vehicle-to-vehicle, and vehicle-to-everything networking, as well as software-defined cars and new electrical electronic uh, architectures. Plus, vehicles are getting smarter and more connected, and that is thanks in part to recent advances in sensors and AI, including significant progress in sensor fusion algorithm development. Perhaps the biggest challenges are delivering the computing power and AI to analyze all of the streams of data in real time. Advances in AVs will depend on the development of new and improved sensors, that is perception, cameras, radar, LIDAR, and improved AI processing and data handling. And these investments are happening today. There certainly is a lot to unpack. So let's now focus on a particularly interesting aspect of the report, artificial intelligence and machine learning. Gina, can you give us the skinny on this article you wrote, which I find particularly insightful? The headline reads, Designing MPUs slash MCUs with functional safety. Automotive industries transition to new technologies creates bigger challenges for chip makers developing microprocessors and microcontrollers with functional safety. Uh, chip makers are very clear about what functional safety means for their microprocessor and microcontroller designs for automotive applications. The ISO 26262 functional safety standard for electrical and electronic systems and vehicles defines guidelines and a framework to ensure that the automotive components work correctly as intended, minimizing the risk of accidents. 
Chip makers, however, are facing bigger implementation challenges with the industry's increasing shift to electrification, autonomous cars, software-defined vehicles, and new EE architectures. And uh, who did you interview for this piece? Well, I spoke with uh, Matt Lazy Winning, Functional Safety Director for NXP Semiconductors. He said, while ISO 26262 provides a broad framework to address functional safety, it doesn't propose specific safety architectures or specific safety implementations. Matt also said that functional safety is very much a system topic, and a big area of industry discussion is whether they should be taking a holistic approach to functional safety. Dehan Kostik, a senior manager at Renaissance Electronics Europe, is another source who, along with other chip makers, believes that new automotive technologies, ADAS, autonomous driving, software-defined cars, and new EE architectures have resulted in higher integration at the system level with increased complexity. As a result, functional safety becomes more challenging and requires more effort from designers. Yes, and I understand that by implementing a fail-safe into the core design of MCUs, designers are able to reduce the number of possible errors to ensure maximum safety in a vehicle. Did you get into that? Francesca Canali at ST Micro spoke to this. Francesca explained that designers need to consider safety measures during the development and design of automotive systems in their components, including microcontrollers and microprocessors, to reduce the number of possible errors and to ensure maximum safety in the vehicle. A couple of examples cited include dedicated development processes to reduce risk for systematic errors and the introduction of hardware-software safety features in the design phase, as, such as error detection to detect and control unforeseen errors. This is definitely a hot topic. What else did people say? David Arnold at Microchip Technology acknowledged the importance of functional safety requirements to ensure failures occur in a safe environment. Gina, a minute ago you mentioned ISO 26262 Functional Safety Standard for EE Systems and Vehicles. What's important about that for chip makers? Well, David said the standard defines a process for systematic design of the microcontroller and microprocessor, which means that you design to prevent any design or safety errors that could cause a safety violation. Functional safety isn't addressed in a separate silo. Most chip makers must consider other factors like electrification, security, and connectivity. In addition, with the increased demand for ADAS and other autonomous driving features, as well as the shift toward software-defined cars and new EE architectures, these new technologies are creating bigger challenges for OEMs in Tier 1 and Tier 2 suppliers like the chip makers. Gina, what's happening because of the big shifts in the industry now, particularly with the electrification and autonomous features, as well as the interface between electrification, connectivity, and autonomous trends? NXP's Blazy Winning told us these shifts are driving a lot of changes in the overall vehicle architecture. As a result, NXP is working more directly with OEMs to define the next generation of higher power system on chips, which include functional safety and security aspects. It also addresses higher functionality on a single chip and making better use of multi-core SOCs. Excellent, Gina. 
There was more to your very detailed report, which will be available on eetimes.com starting April 3rd. But let's also give our listeners a taste of another story that they can read in the special report. The future of LIDAR lies in ADAS. What is important to take away from this piece? Well, there is some good news here, Brett. The days of trustworthy autonomous driving are quickly approaching. Advanced driver assistance systems need to deliver highly precise data more effectively for increased driver assistance if they are going to provide inclusive vehicle safety solutions. A very safe driving experience is delivered by light detection and ranging or LIDAR-based ADAS systems, as well as vision and radar-based sensors, which fully control the car by controlling speed and steering. And just in case any listener isn't familiar with LIDAR, would you please clue them in here? Sure. It is a light-based remote uh, sensing technology. Even though LIDAR can use ultraviolet, visible, or near-infrared light, most systems use wavelengths in the infrared region of the electromagnetic radiation spectrum. Typical values are 905, 1550, or 1064 nanometers, depending on the application and the material used for the detector receiver. Right. So LIDAR uses laser-based light beam rather than radio-electromagnetic waves to implement the traditional and straightforward radar concept. Uh, LIDAR systems use optical pulses to eliminate the target and acquire the reflected return signal, which is then analyzed to collect information like pulse power, round-trip time, phase shift, and pulse width. The principle used to calculate the distance between the source of the beam and an object is called time of flight. There is more detail about this in the report, to be sure. Does LiDAR meet ADAS challenges? ADAS serves as a useful tool for drivers as well as a response to the demand for improved safety requirements. LiDAR is one of the most important components of ADAS as it can be used in adaptive cruise control, blind spot detection, pedestrian detection, and all use cases that require the detection and mapping of objects around the vehicle. Many of our readers know well that ADAS, which corresponds to level two of the driving automation scale, is now standard in most cars. Sensors that can deliver a high level of safety are required for autonomous or semi-autonomous vehicles. For automotive applications, this means that the sensor must be reliable in all weather situations and unaffected by factors like sun, rain, or fog. LiDAR sensors are also appropriate for use in high vibration transport systems, such as driverless vehicles, in mining, building, and in agriculture. Right, but the use of a laser beam does bring about some significant technological challenges. The system also needs more energy because laser light does not have the same high coefficient of reflection as radar electromagnetic waves, which results in higher energy requirements. In addition, the electrical components in the system require extremely high levels of power due to the high pulse speed and, and energy, and raising the system's power creates several design challenges. Good to know. And what are they? Well, they are efficiency optimization, determining the most appropriate modules, and board layout optimization to reduce parasitic components. What else do we cover in this article, Gina? Even in the harshest settings, Spectrum Scan LiDAR may deliver range, precision, and dependability due to the employment of a signal processing technique called Random Modulation Continuous Wave, 
which has greater benefits than more conventional ranging and detecting techniques. Excellent. There is a lot of useful information in this and all of the articles in this eetimes.com special report, a turning point for AVs. Once again, it is available April 3rd through the month of May on eetimes.com. Many thanks for your work on the report and for your time today, Gina. You're most welcome, Brett. That brings another episode of EE Times Current to its end. Thank you for joining us. EE Times Current is produced by EE Times. The segment producer was Lady Maya Kane. I'm Eric Singer. Thanks for listening. <laughs>